Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a step into their stilettos. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what inspires me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Leah Sergakis. She's a TV personality and author, the host of Table for One, a comedic lifestyle show with a focus in personal health and wellness. And it encourages you to feel whole in all aspects of your life. So from speaking at BeautyCon, hosting on the global, uh, the Golden Globes red carpet to performing stand-up comedy, Leah empowers others with the notion that you don't have to settle for anything that doesn't serve you. She's committed to using her adversity to make sure that people feel safe around her, comfortable and confident in their own skin. So please welcome to the show, Leah Sergakis. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I love it. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and to share your story with us. I mean, you are beautiful both on the outside and the in. I had the pleasure of meeting you at BeautyCon in New York and hearing you speak. And I think that you are just an amazing person. And I wanted you to come on and share your gems with us. Oh, you're so sweet. I know. I'm so happy to meet you. That's what's fun about stuff like that. And you get to meet people that are like doing like-minded things you know it's really mm-hmm. cool when you get a lot of like badass human beings together that are just trying to tackle life yes yes just like i read through your bio like everything about you resonates with me and you know that's what my platform is about being comfortable and confident in your own skin and just helping to empower people and to do what serves you absolutely so you're so right it's so real <laughs> <laughs> So I love to start the show with an icebreaker question, and I'm not going to throw you too far left, but the question that I have for you, Leah, is do you know what your name means? Yeah, so my name actually is Vasilia, is my full name. Okay. And it it means princess in Greek, but I grew up in Utah, so having the name Vasilia with, you know, the Mormon kids, they just shortened it to Vagisil. Okay. (laughs) My parents were like, okay, we got to shorten her name. She's going to get made fun of at school. So, um, yeah, they just shortened it, and now I go by Leah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I love it. I love it. I had Googled Leah, and in Hawaiian, it means um, child of heaven. And oh. um, in Hebrew, it means delicate. Wow, okay. I, you know, I never thought I would describe myself as delicate, but I'm, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I love, I love it. it. <laughs> So I like to start with the beginning before I get into where you are now. So share with us, you know, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? Oh, my gosh. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Um, clearly. Oh, wow. <laughs> random, random <laughs> as can be. Um, but I obviously didn't pursue that path. I grew up in Utah, obviously, and coming from like a Greek family, it was like always important to have you know, when you're Greek, you're either supposed to be like a doctor or a lawyer or something. So I went on the path of like, I was actually going to go to law school and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was kind of like, yeah, I went to college and pre-law and all that stuff. And then 
yeah, I ended up, part of my story is, and the reason why I think I'm so vocal about this now is I dropped, you know, my career for a while for a significant other, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of times with women, we we're kind of inadvertently taught to do that. You know, you're supposed to be like the homemaker and whatnot. And so, these, so I kind of put a lot of my wants um, and dreams behind for somebody else. And so that relationship didn't go through. I learned a lot about myself, which is why I'm, you know, vocal about it now. And I'm just, anytime I see a younger girl, I'm like, nope. I turn to like Michelle Obama. I'm like, you stay in school. You focus on your school. <laughs> the men will be there. The men will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, have you have you read her book, um, Becoming? No, I wanted to read it, but I've heard um, a lot of like her, I mean, all of her speeches and yeah, because TV you, shows that she's on because it's all about that. <laughs> yeah, because you you know you mentioned um, her giving up stuff and encouraging uh, women to stay in school. So I've read Becoming. I actually, I did the audiobook because I don't have the patience to read like long books anymore. So the audiobook like <laughs> right. was perfect. Um, but her story of how she basically, you know, she wasn't into Barack getting into politics, but, you know, she supported her husband and she gave up, you know, what she wanted to do to support him. And it's amazing what we, we learn from life and, you know, how we use that to inspire other people. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So share with us, how did your journey begin into what you're doing now? So, okay, so like I kind of said, um, my relationship young, and this is a lot of like about like who I am. So dated, it was in seven, about 17 to 24 years old, was, was with this gentleman, we'll call it. And um, <laughs> when we were engaged and when that broken engagement got called off, um, I honestly didn't really know myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was as a woman. I didn't know what I stood for. I didn't have my own identity on my own. And that was that was really hard to go through. That was a couple of years ago. And so I would say it's probably one of the lowest moments of my life. And just being able to like, when you're just looking in the mirror, you're not knowing who you are, what you stand for and all that. It's just, it's just not a feeling I ever wanted anyone to feel like. And so I created table for one originally, just like a passion project. I was just talking about it. Like on, you know, my Instagram, my YouTube, but just kind of using it as just an outlet. Cause I've always just been a vocal person. Mm-hmm. And you know, it just kind of, it got a lot of traction. People just didn't realize how many people needed to hear that message because I guess a lot of times in life we get caught up or lost in our families, our spouses, our work. We just forget that, you know, we need to be whole first before we can be anything else or before mm-hmm. we can be involved in anything else. And so um, since then, I've just moved to LA about two years ago and it's turned into a talk show and it's kind of it's taken me all over just to be able to spread the message and just help people and empower people that like, it's kind of retraining, especially women, how we're supposed to think and how we're supposed to operate. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love that. Um, You know how you, you say you started it as a passion project, but it's taken you all mm-hmm. over. So not only for myself, but some of the other women that I've had on the show, they basically just started doing something that they were passionate about and had no yeah. idea where it was going to take them. Like, things evolve past, you know, anything that we could ever understand once we take that step and just move towards something. Exactly. When I, when I started, so actually when I, when I wrote my first book, I wasn't even, 
expecting it to go very far. I was like, if it can touch one woman, I am grateful. And when A Walk in My Stilettos first came out, I was terrified because I was like, what did I just do? I put like all of my business out there. And I had women that reached out from the States, from Australia, from the UK, from everywhere saying, oh my God, like I felt like you were writing my story. And then it took yeah. on a complete life of its own through, you know, the podcast and the app and everything else. Just, you never know where it's going to take you. Yeah. And that's amazing that you did that because, you know, you are putting yourself out there, but I always think things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, walk in your stiletto. So it's like, your story is your purpose for a reason. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm always like, if I, I almost feel like I liberate myself through like liberating other people. You know yes. what I mean? Like every time I open up more and more about things that happened in my situation and whatnot, like it just, it, you, you heal each other is really yes. what we're doing. Yes. It's social proofing. So I tell yes. women all the time, your story may be about you, but it's not only for you. Exactly. It, it helps inspire other women. So they feel like they're not alone and you create this community of healing. Mm-hmm. And the world is ready for it now. It's so, it's like, I love seeing so many people just, it's funny. I feel like 10, 15 years ago, it was just like everyone, you're supposed to just, just make sure everything looks cute. We know we don't <laughs> say anything. We don't look vulnerable. We don't put our shit out on blast. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a Greek saying, like my grandmother, I love her so much, but there's the saying, it's like, and it's like, to keep your eyes basically at 14, like alert at all times. So it's kind of like, she never wanted us to like put our business out there. She always wanted us to be careful who was around because people are going to use your business against you. But now it's like, you know, hey, this is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. I have nothing to hide. You know, it's just funny how times have evolved. Yes, I agree so much. I, I was speaking with a woman earlier today who she spent so many years with a career in politics and it was like taboo. You don't talk about, you know, your personal journey. And when she decided to no. walk away from that and do her own thing, she's realizing more and more now how important her backstory is and how it's helping to inspire. So I think, like you said, we're ready for it now. We're in that space where people are actually recognizing that vulnerability is important it is a strength mm-hmm. yeah it's so real so you know you spoke to the relationship that you were in between 17 and 21 and i the reason i want to go back to that is i feel that it's something that's important that isn't spoken about enough and i'll i'll share why after um we get deeper into it but you said at that point you didn't know yourself mm-hmm. i want you i you know i want you to touch on how that affected you then and how that's impacted you now. We met on my senior trip of high school in Greece. We were both Greek, so it looks like it's something really cute on paper. You know, I'm following <laughs> like, my cultural norms, right? I'm like, this is cute. And there was 17 to, you know, 24. So this is like seven years of life where, you know, we were living together. His career had him traveling. So I we moved to, what, three, four different cities. So every time he was moved, I went with him and kind of tried to pick up my career and make things happen wherever we were. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to really, like, buckle down and focus on me you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the one thing to say about it then is I think love is beautiful I think it's the one thing that we have as human beings that we need to utilize is like Mm -hmm. loving on each other right Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't mean everyone is your person you know right right. you know you pour all into somebody that you know it's okay it was investment gone wrong that's fine you learn from it but fast forward to now like as much as you know those are very pivotal growing years looking at it now like it changed so much as a human being because, like, I have depth now. I have, I've gone through things. It sounds crazy to be like, oh, you had a broken engagement. Like, 
people go through way worse than they do. But like as a woman, when you kind of put your whole identity and your whole everything to somebody, like when that gets mm-hmm. ripped out, like it's hard. Cause from a young age, we're taught, you know, we're fed like Disney princess stories, right? We're fed, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's never like in well men are told that to provide and to have careers and whatever. And so now obviously the narrative has changed for women. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. But I wouldn't be who I was had I not gone through that, like going through just losing what you thought your life was going to be. Cause you, and I also, you also, you mourn the person you were then you mourn yes. the relationship. And then you're also like trying to unfuck your life for better, you know, for better, <laughs> lack of better words. I'm like, okay, how do, you, how do we make this look cute? You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I, I love a good Disney movie, but I feel that that whole fairy tale thing, it warps right. a young girl's mentality. You're always looking for that happily ever after. And when reality hits you, you're like, what the hell? Like, this is not what I was yeah. told. Like, where's my happy ending? And there's yeah. so many people out here just living in a fantasy because that's what we were programmed from when we were little. And exactly. we're not getting enough reality. So that's why we need women like you out here telling the full story. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't always, doesn't always go that cute. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing that I always say like now is a hundred and a hundred to go together. You don't look for someone to, you know, complete you. You yes. can be whole on your own. Yes. And you bring that to your relationship, you know? So I don't recommend dating and committing your whole life to be young. I think people should really be able to build up their, their identity and their just, I mean, everything. You just basically in like perfect words, just took a quote actually out of my book because I said the exact same thing where you need to really? be a hundred. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you need to be a hundred, a hundred, you know, it's not 50, 50 where you're looking for somebody to complete you. You need to be whole first before entering yes. into a union. So your relationship from the age of 17 to 21, I had two of those back to back because my high school sweetheart, we met just before my 15th birthday and we were together for eight and a half years. And then five months later, after that relationship ended, I entered into the relationship with my ex-husband for eight and a half years. And yeah. both times okay. I didn't know who I was. I spent the entire relationship trying to be who they needed me to be, who they wanted. I was not complete. Girl, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I was coming from a place of lack acting out of a place of lack and obviously those relationships didn't end well and yeah you're kind of like their play-doh yes exactly oh my goodness however you're just molding however they need you to be in that time exactly exactly Mm -hmm. so it's when you leave those relationships and you look at the life that you had then it's like you don't regret it because it made you who you are today but you understand now because you've experienced that, you know, who you need to be today, that you need to be whole and what you don't want in another relationship. Exactly. It's And it's funny because last night, um, as with one of my girlfriends, we went to an energy healing thing. You know, we're in L.A. We do all these, these things mm-hmm. and <laughs> it hasn't been the cleanest. Let's call it the cleanest ending with um, my ex. Sometimes people don't want to let you go and evolve. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. We'll call it that. And, you know, after that, you just kind of realize, like, you have to treat it like that girl who you once were died. Like, right, honestly, yes, like, yes, we've been talking about it yesterday, because even, you know, a lot of times, and people even too, you know, like, they want you to be who you were then, or if you start changing, and it's not like you're changing for the bad, but it may not be familiar to them. It's like, wait a minute, why is she, you know, why? Now I, I am like unwavering in my opinion and how I operate my life. <laughs> and, and if it doesn't look, you know, and if it may not 
please you. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, I wasn't that. I was the girl that you could sway a little bit. I was the one that you could kind of convince, you know. So it's it's funny how you really change, but you become very unapologetic in that journey. Yes, I I think that's beautiful where you say you become unapologetic. The the process of mourning who you were. It's so real, uh, you know, how you broke it down where people will, they still see you as who you were before. And you are so adamant, like, I'm not that girl anymore. I I had, I'm going to say the the first argument with my ex-husband that I've ever had in years, most recently, and I'm blaming Mercury Retrograde for that one. But I had, oh my gosh, <laughs> I had to remind him, <laughs> I'm like, I am not that girl that you were married to 15 yes. years ago. I am not her at all. I don't even remember how she used to think or feel like I'm not trying to be her. So you can't in your mind place me in that box with her and then try and put labels and things on me. You don't know who I am today. Exactly. I'm a completely Absolutely. different person. That girl died. Yeah. look she dead bro she she ain't here she ain't here okay (laughs) like i don't know what to tell you you leave a note but she's not here (laughs) i love it i love it okay so tell us uh some more about table for one so it's a for me being a host see i I lot of a lot of like you like i love learning people's story and about them and like who, how they got to where they are, what adversity they'd had to go through. Like, even, like, for example, if I, yesterday, like, hosting me, ask me different things, not to discredit, like, you know, what someone's wearing or whatever. I don't ever ask those questions. I don't care. I've always mm-hmm. cared about you, like, honestly. Like, what? Mm-hmm. who's you? Like, who are you? I don't, not what you do, but who you are as a person. So yes. the show is I always bring on um, different people, and we just get really real about life. I have a lot of followers like writing questions um, that they like ask and so I mean a lot of times people get really deep one was you know one thing was talking about gold digging one was talking about cheating one was like um, you know walking and how do you find your life purpose so it's stuff that again not the surface what you're going to turn on the TV and kind of hear it's like oh shit we're getting really real on something you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love it so it's, yeah so it's been really cool to bring talk to people that you wouldn't expect for them to just kind of really be open. Well, talking about people being able to talk to people like that, that you wouldn't expect to be open. What was it like hosting the red carpet for the Golden Globes? You know what is so crazy is I've really let life just unfold. And I really let my life flow. And I didn't like, I've always had dreams of being able to host different carpets like that. And like to be able to be there was very chilling because I was like, mm-hmm. finally, I was being able to be there as like Leah, like for so long, I wasn't me, like I wasn't able to show up as me. So like to be, to kind of be like, okay, you're not crazy. You're on a good path. Like you're doing it right. <laughs> you know, cause you know, being a creative, mm-hmm. you can second guess yourself sometimes. And yeah. you know, for a little bit, I love my dad, but for a little bit past couple of years, he's like, are you sure you don't want to go back to law school? Are you sure you don't want to go back? And I had dropped out because of my ex-fiance. I finally, they're like, okay, they see, they're like, okay, she's, you know, things are happening, she's doing things. And so it was just amazing to to be there and to be able to do that. It was just a massive thing on my bucket list that I didn't expect. So that's why one thing I always tell anybody I come in contact to is like, if you can, like, if you can believe it in your mind, you can achieve it and you can hold it in your hand, basically. Yes. Like, yes. everything is that possible. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I grew up, I was like a little kid that grew up in Utah. Like, you know what I mean? I never <laughs> thought I would ever be living in LA doing what I'm doing you know it's just crazy but you have to 
just follow what you feel inside. I mean, you started hosting Table for One as a passion project and look mm-hmm. where you are now. You know what I mean? Um, you just talked about the FCs and you've hosted the Golden Globes, Red Carpet and all that good stuff. So what inspires you the most about what you do? I love, this sounds so funny. I just love shooting the shit with people. Like I just <laughs> love bantering. I love laughing. I love just escaping or just let's call it living life, which is like different walks of life. Like I just love learning from people and just like hanging out and having a good time. It's always kind of like been inside of me. And so being able to really like dig into people's story and just, I guess like just get philosophical with strangers mm-hmm. is like what I've always loved. Let's figure out, let's figure out why this guy's blue. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> random, just random topics that you just, and I look at it this way, like whether it's hosting a carpet or just like sitting at the bar, just learn from the people that are around you. Books don't teach like life teaches, you know? And so yes. You living those experiences and just absorbing and being sponges from people, really. You know, I think what you just said is is so true, where you can read all of the books you want. You can read every single book that is in the library. But if you are not putting anything into action, then it was useless. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. So, okay, what, what adversities have you had to experience to get to where you are today? To be who I am today, let's see. Honestly, growing up as a, I think I dealt with adversity from a young age. You know, I grew up like a little Greek kid in Utah. You know, everyone was like blonde and blue eyed and they looked like Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't always secure in my own skin, like for real. And even to this day, it's something you struggle with. I always say that, you you know, you take your childhood securities with you for the rest of your life. You have to, mm-hmm. or insecurity. You don't, you know, you, you carry that with you. So, you know, when you grow up as like the ugly duckling, you don't really always feel like you fit in. And that's been one thing where, you know, having to just kind of, Really trust your gut is one of the, one thing I would say, obviously from the failed engagement. And then recently, last year, um, I lost my grandfather. And I'm that was, that. thank you. And it's hard, it's, it's, you know, I realize I don't do well with loss. I don't think anyone does. But mm-hmm. when you lose your rock and your greatest inspiration, like he truly was, actually that's like what I talked about a lot at BeautyCon, is, mm-hmm. He immigrated, you know, to the States at 17 years old, didn't get to see his family again, you know, because they were starving in his village. Like, he came alone with no language and was able to, like, come here and to give his future, you know, children, me, a chance at life. And so anytime I ever want to just kind of, like, sit around and not work hard, I really have him as, like, a vision that's like, Nolia, get up. Like, you're not going to give up on your dreams. You're going to go full throttle. So I think when you, you know, just losing – it really just shows you what life's about. Like all this mm-hmm. stuff is cute. Everything that we're building is cute, but like your people that are around you and if family doesn't have to be a traditional form through blood, like family through friends or just, you know, coworkers or whatever. But that's just, it's just, you really learn to just hold on to people because it, that just, it just rocked me. Yeah. I have goosebumps right now as you say that. And I was going to ask my next question and I was like, oh, pause because <laughs> I don't want to get emotional. So, Aww. okay. How has losing your grandfather changed your view of life going forward Uh, it's changed everything Mm. everything and the weirdest thing is i don't know how you know not to get you know too spiritual but when he passed my whole career like took off like even Mm. more last year Mm -hmm. and i know it was like him on the other side like let me help this girl get going here like what's she doing over here you know what i mean like yes what's she doing over here we got to push (laughs) a little bit but like 
it was like one thing after another after another and it was like it was just going so obviously it was depressed and all that like for Greeks we wear black for 40 days after someone passed you know it was like one of those things where you, you kind of live in a morning state but he was just nope pushing me and so it's just it's put everything into perspective for me and on and a lot of it too is I now go home to Utah a couple times a month because you know yeah I'm living in LA and I'm chasing dreams and paving ways for other women but I know that my first priority is my family yeah. So I make sure that I go back there and be able to try to hang out with them and do as much with them because at the end of the day, like that's what matters most. Wow. See, I knew that's exactly why I had goosebumps. <laughs> Everything that you just said, I experienced the exact same thing back in 2012 where. Really? If my, <laughs> so in 2012, that summer, my sister passed away and we were like best friends. Oh my God, I'm we, so sorry. We look like the same. We sound the same on the phone. And when she passed away, that made me look at life completely, completely oh, yeah. differently <laughs> because I lost my rock. And yep. the, the McKinney that existed before 2012 completely shifted. And I started to look at what I want my legacy to be. And my foundation of everything that I did became family. You know, nothing else mattered. Like, you know, like you said, the material things, all that, like, who cared? It, it that. To me, nothing mattered. Yeah, nothing mattered. It was about leaving a legacy for my children. It was about inspiring other people. It was about showing love. And it was about how can I show up and live on purpose every single day to make her proud. And the same way that your your career took off after your grandfather passed away, the same exact thing happened for me. Really? Exactly. Exactly. Oh and every, <laughs> every single blessing that came, people would message me and say, your sister is watching. Your sister is proud of you. Keep going. And that's what's kept me for, you know, these past years. So listening to you say oh that, it was like a total, you know, confirmation. And it's unfortunate that we have to lose them, but I tell people every single time that if my sister was still here today, I cannot promise you that I'd be who I am right now because her no. passing changed me. It did. And you know what? You still carry her every single day with you. Yes. And you're carrying her passions and her legacy with you. And that's yes. what that's what allows you to do it because it's like you're not just doing it for yourself. Exactly. You're doing it for your whole family, for her and for, you know, obviously your your legacy. But it's just it's just a different it's like a different light that yeah. I can't even say. I've had many people that have passed away in the family uh, before that, but it didn't affect me that way. And your words of you lost your rock. I think when someone is that close to you, your mourning process is different. The effect on you is different. It's just completely different. In a year, the like almost the exact summer later, my grandmother who helped raise me passed away in a similar oh manner. And I thought, okay, God, is this a joke? <laughs> like, right. I, I can't like, do this I can't again. Anymore. I cannot. Yeah. It took me like six months in, to come out of a deep depression to figure out that I had to look at life differently. I can't do this again six months later. And the way that I healed through that was so much quicker than before, but it, it still reminded me to stay focused. It's not about me and to set your priorities and to still live on purpose every single day. Yeah, you do. You feel like you follow, you like literally walk in your settles, right? You're really following like your passion and your purpose and what, like, it's what draws you now. Mm -hmm. Instead before, it's like people before are like, oh, you want to do this because it makes money or do you want to do this because it does this not like, 
I'm only now, like, if it doesn't satisfy my soul, I won't do it. Exactly. Exactly. Because life's too short. Way too short. We don't realize. (laughs) (laughs) I think now when I look at at life, there's so many times where you're sitting in a day and sometimes, you know, I'm going to say back in the past when you're like, yeah, you're bored. You could say things like that. Now I blink and time is gone. Like, oh, I know. It's crazy. We're halfway through this year. Thank you. Half the year is done, but I I looked at my kids this morning and I was like, holy crap, I have a child that is turning 22. When did that happen? I have. (laughs) Where do you have a 22 year old? I've seen what your goals. Let me look like you when I have a 22 year old. I'm gonna be out here like, I don't even know. I'm gonna be looking like Free Willy with a 22 year old. Look amazing. Thank you. (laughs) But I looked at my daughter in the kitchen, I thought, oh my god, I remember taking you home from the hospital I remember holding you in my hand in your little red onesie like I remember all of that how are you turning 22 and it's crazy it's crazy time flies you can't take it for granted no at all so that's so beautiful she's so lucky to have an amazing mom to aspire to thank you thank you I've I've something that really hit me too I was like you don't realize that not everybody has figures and you know rocks to like really look up to and so she's you literally are that's amazing she has you thank you i've i have three of them my my middle daughter is turning 18 um uh, at the end of this month oh my <laughs> and my son is 13 <laughs> wow i love that that's yeah beautiful. so speaking of people to look up to have you had any coaches or mentors to help you along the way um i've had so many people that have just like supported me i don't know if i would my, I look at mentors in so many different ways. I guess it's not like the traditional mentor kind of way, but um, mm-hmm. so many people that have just been in my life that have kind of, you know, like last or about a year and a half ago when I moved to LA, I met this lady from Greece and she's like so cute, like off the boat. And I kept calling her, I call her like my life mentor. Every time she sees me, she has like just wisdom things to say. And, it, you know, I really just, I have so many. Like I honestly, I always tell people like if who you see like, Leah right now I'm not here because of me I'm here because of people that believed in me and they like mm-hmm. gave me advice and gave me the confidence to go out things because this, I couldn't have done this on my own at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. like this is because of you know it's, and it's also the big thing too is that I believe that the, the people that believed in me when I didn't believe in myself yes you know there was when I had that relationship happen and I moved you know I moved we lived in let's see we were in Denver Memphis um where else we go like we were living all over the country and for different years and so when I finally back to Utah, I felt like I had failed, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to go back. So I went back to live with my family for a year. And there's times I didn't want to get off the couch. And they were like, nope, like, we're getting up. We're getting up today, you know. And so, so okay, so, you know, you spoke to um, times where you felt down and didn't want to get off the couch. In order to stay out of that space, what what is your self-care routine? Okay, that's a good one. I really love to meditate and it's something I've gotten in more and more like this past um I'd say like six months just because of living in LA I feel like I'm so it's like I'm so energy sensitive that you know being in the career that I'm in like I need and this is for everybody like you have to take time for yourself to just be still Mm -hmm. and listen to yourself and just no distractions like take 15 minutes and just like just breathe Mm -hmm. um that's helped me a lot working out I need that endorphin relief I love to take fast with the lights off mm-hmm. that's like really part of my routine like I do that probably like at least every other day just because like, we're just so stimulated by like lights and everything that you can just 
take a bath with lights off and put on some like calming music I love to do. Oh, playing with animals is probably like my number one. Mm-hmm. Any particular kind? I love farm animals. Like oh, there's these cows oh, wow. that I just, like go <laughs> yeah. take care of. <laughs> I was going to, I'm here thinking, I don't know, cats, dogs. <laughs> I love cats and dogs though too, but like I, goats are my favorite. Cows are my favorite. Like, love it. There's like these, I love, they're just like the funniest little animals. Just doing stuff that like makes you just kind of forget about what your life is and not like it's bad or good. It's just like a, an escape. And it's, I was listening to something a little while ago and they say like the, the actual, or the truest like meditation practice is when you, you can't even like really focus on your thoughts in your real world at that time. You know what I mean? So if you're doing like a really hard workout, you're just focusing on yourself in that moment, right? Or you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you're trying to climb a mountain, you a hard mountain, you can't really do anything else but think about that, you know? So that's kind of, it's just really centering. Mm-hmm. There's a book called The Power of Now. And yes. have you read it? Eckhart Tolle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh my God, I'm obsessed. Yeah. So, you know, it's about focusing on right now, this very second, this very moment, yep. because nothing else matters. And learning to do that, I, I had no choice but to learn to do that because um, years ago, when I was with my ex husband, I was diagnosed with anxiety. And they tried to tell me that there's nothing, you know, I can do. I need medication and I refuse. So I try and look for natural ways um, to keep myself calm. And anxiety Mm -hmm. really just stems from us worrying about the future. And I am a worrier. So as much as I believe that I have strong faith and I I take charge and I go towards things with this huge leap of faith, I am a worrier. So I had to learn to focus on right now in this very moment and to enjoy it before it's gone. And I think that's been mm-hmm. so helpful in the whole, you know, self-care routine. It is because you're, I mean, you're a human being having a human experience. That's what we mm-hmm. all are. But like, mm-hmm. we were very, I don't know why we were like, honestly taught to worry. Because at the end of the day, our parents, I realized like, <laughs> you cannot control anything. Like, mm-hmm. you can control how you react to things, but life's mm-hmm. going to happen. Like, yep. this is going to go. It's either like, you're either on for the ride. I always joke around like, it's like a, a roller coaster. You're already strapped in. Yes. Yeah. You got to go with the flow. I've had to adjust. And like I said, learn to go through that process of, of going with the flow. But when you fight against it, it just makes things more complicated. We have, yes. like you said, no control. We have power of choice, but we don't have control. So you no. just got to go with it. Yeah, you're in it. We're here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I read this article and I've been asking every woman that's been on the show because it's been pretty interesting. But the article basically says that you can tell a lot about a a person's personality by their favorite shoe. So really? Yeah. So we all know my favorite shoe is a stiletto. My question to you, Leah, is what is your favorite shoe? Is it a boot, a running shoe, a flat, a flip-flop, a... Stiletto. Ooh, uh, that's a, you know what mine? Um, I like you know like the the heeled sneakers, like the wet sneakers. I think those. Like I literally wear those all the time. So I think I'm like always in the middle of being dressed up, being girly, and then also being like a tomboyish in a way. Mm-hmm. So that might be. <laughs> Is that <laughs> random see. to be a heeled sneaker? <laughs> uh, no. Let me see. So they've got high heel boot. They've got running shoe. They've got a stiletto, work boot. I don't think they have a combination here. 
flip flop. Dang, sneaker. Not the combo. <laughs> no, they've got the wedge. No, they don't have the combo. Pump. Okay, then I maybe loafer mule. <laughs> I've got everything but the combo. <laughs> they have like the loafer. That's hilarious. Like we have loafers, but we don't have real sneakers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think I would maybe be more. If I was to pick my favorite, I think I'd more towards a heel. Okay. But if would I'm gonna you... wear something, it'd probably be a sneaker. So I don't know if it's. That's hard. <laughs> okay. So okay. Would you say that you wear sneakers more? I wear sneakers more for sure. I shouldn't be. I should be okay. being delicate. I should be a delicate flower like my name but i'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> well it says sneaker buffs get along with everyone are you someone who relates to people much longer younger than you yet also feels comfortable conversing with people much older sometimes you're an old soul and sometimes you're the life of the party sneaker buffs for sneaker buffs age truly is but a number because you get along with everyone the sneaker is very versatile a very open person willing to explore a lot of options and different ideas they're energetic and ageless they're really not young or old and they seem to move fluidly through age-specific groups oh i can see that i can see mm. that okay does that sound like yeah. you yeah that sounds that sounds pretty spot on <laughs> Okay. Lately, okay. I've been, lately, I've been like the old folk leaving everything early, but I feel like that's pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. So before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you online. Perfect. You can find me online on my Instagram at Leah Sergakis. So it's L E I A S, like Sam, E R G A K I S. And then my website is www.tableforone.tv. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Either Leah Sergakis or Table for One on pretty much everything. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And what I'll do is I will have the direct link to your social and your website in the details for the podcast so people can just click right on it and connect directly to you. I love it. Yeah, I would love to I'd love to stay connected and hear what other people are doing similarly. Because yes. so many women are just doing some dope and men too. Men too. We can't leave them out. <laughs> true, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Okay, so the final segment of the show, I call it a walk in her stilettos. Today, we're going to call it a walk in her sneakers, where you're just going to share whatever comes to mind. I'm going to ask some reflection questions, and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, okay. Okay, so first question. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? Oh, wow. Dang, okay. Um. I would probably do it in Times Square. Mm-hmm. And it would be a table for one billboard, and it would be empowering people to create their own table, like create their own lane in life, just something really powerful. Love it. Um, well, I'm going to reach out. I have a, a connect. Um, I had a digital billboard in Times Square in February to – launch our couples journal so we'll talk after and i'll see if i can connect you guys oh my gosh that is amazing thank you thank you congratulations you were like you were so impressive and everyone thank you clearly clearly have the gift to hear from you like all the time like honestly like you're building something amazing so i'm proud of you thank you i appreciate that thank you what new belief behavior or habit has improved your life in the last five years 
um, honestly, just learning to let it go. Like I've learned to just be as present as I can and realize I just don't have control. I grew up in a very strong, like Greek Orthodox background. Mm-hmm. And I think having, I think having, you know, organized, organized religion or religious beliefs is beautiful. Everyone tweets their own. Mm-hmm. But I just realized that as each of us as individuals, like you have to just have your own, your own moral compass, your own like non-negotiables, your own just like just you that's unwavering. And so mm-hmm. I've really developed my own personal code. Okay. What's one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made? And that could be money, time, energy. Picking up and moving to LA with like maybe $500 in my bank account. I didn't really know where I was going to live. I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything lined up. My parents were like, what the hell is wrong with you? I moved in like with my cousin for the first month. And after that, everything took off. So I invested in myself and I invested in what I felt inside of me. It was really weird. It was June, or I'm sorry, January 2nd, 2016. I set that as a date. And I was like, I'm moving to LA. And I did it. And then everything from then has taken off. And that's been the greatest investment is just like leaning on my fears. Love it. Wow. Okay, last question. What have you become better at saying no to in the last five years? Oh, wow. Um, men? <laughs> <laughs> men? Men for sure. <laughs> men and then I would say things that don't serve me. Like I've been, you know, growing up in a Greek culture, we've always been like a very, we love having a lot of people around. It's always loud. Mm-hmm. So you, you didn't ever want to say no to anybody. You always like, I, you overextended yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of learned to try to be like, no, Leah, you can't do everything. Like you have to say no to some things. And really it's just because you're saying yes to yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's just learn, learn not to overextend. <laughs> I, I love that last part where you said, you know, um, learning to say yes to yourself. Uh, I had to tell one of my coaching clients recently because she was the type of person that said yes to everybody else but herself. And I said to her in our last session, you need to learn to start saying no. And when you say no, I want you to say it unapologetically. And I want you in your head to ask yourself, can I afford to say yes mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or physically? And if you can't, the answer is no. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes we'll just, again, I think it's another female thing where it's like we're learned to, we take on everything that we possibly can. We act like we Mm -hmm. We don't ever want to say no. We, we fill up our plates to like the highest, the highest degree, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Leah, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us. I truly appreciate you coming on and to share your story with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was so fun. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Look, thank you so much. You, you, keep, you keep walking your stilettos and you make your own table. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> To all of our listeners, until next time, download the Awaken My Stilettos app and subscribe to our newsletter at awakenmystilettos.com. And if you received value from today's show, make sure you share it with a friend. Take a screenshot, share it on social media, and tag Leah and tag myself. Leah, tell them what you handle again. It's at Leah Fergagas, so L-E-I-A-S-E-R-G-A-K-I-S. Perfect. And I'm at the Real Makini Smith continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.